dum 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 ba dum 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 ba dum 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 yup sports are dumb dum 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 welcome to sports are dumb the show that is a little bit spooky that's not a ghost the ghost doesn't sound like the holy ghost why was I singing in a church? Boo. I, yeah, it sounded like, yeah. like Rick James almost. Like. <laughs> My bad. Oh, well, I, I'm a terrible ghost. That's Rick James over there. Rick James? I'm not scaring nobody. No, no. I'm Joey. I'm Sean. And we have the ghost of Rick something. <laughs> something in here. Because it's Halloween. We're having a great time. We're mere seconds away, I'd say, from trick-or-treaters coming. Hopefully, they'll wait till we're done Happy recording Halloween. happy halloween what's the best trick-or-treat candy oh. you can get oh i'm guessing they're not full bars so a single reese's still great single reese's great but reese's minis you don't like them there's too much not work. as much you yeah open it and then peel it and then you get a little piece and like i want more but after open and peel it. it's like eating crawfish yes i guess Yes, I. I that's a great. It's a great analogy. <laughs> Except I still like the. It's a Reese's. lot of work, yeah. but you like it. And it's just like. I wish this was a full thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, this time of year when I have to go to the store and buy some candy. H E B. I need to call them out. Just so deceitful with their coupons. Yeah, because they they'll are. be like, "Hey." This fun pack that this coupon is right in front of on sale. Then you get to the checkout line. It's like, mm, no, actually, it was this different size that was seven oh, rows man. over. And I get infuriated because I don't want an 18 ounce bag of like Baby Ruth's. And, <laughs> baby Ruth's. I mean, it was ba- I think it was Baby Ruth Butterfinger and Milky Way, maybe, which is not great. Like, I mainly got it for. The Butterfingers, which I always forget I don't really like that much. You don't like Butterfingers? They're, they're kind of chalky. Oh. Like, they kind of stick to the teeth a little bit. I like the they taste. Do. They do. I don't know. Bart Simpson commercials. Got got a... Can't have a... What was his line? Can't have a bite of my Butterfinger no, or something like that? Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. Oh, there you go. And it would be like the Butterfinger with the wrapper on it, but a bite out of it. I'm like, did they eat a piece <laughs> of the wrapper, too? I'm like, oh. But um, it's just easier to draw. But... uh. Oh, I like Butterfinger. I think, but yeah, but it is difficult on the teeth. I was, I certainly agree with that. Yes, uh, but Jawbreaker esque, but chocolate version. But chocolate version, also not that bad. Has someone actually broken their jaw trying to bite a jaw, and that's why they call it that? Maybe they get punched. I feel like that's a lawsuit. While they're, yeah, <laughs> it's like the old Hawaiian punch commercial. What? If you've ever seen it. We're, in fact, Sean, I'm going to pull this up for you right now. Oh, no. Because we're going to have a live, a live watch. A live watch. Of this Hawaiian Punch commercial. And like, I'll, well, I'll maybe... give myself more editing work to do by splicing the audio in. Oh, well, thinking Hawaiian back lunch. to the Jawbreaker lawsuit, I'm guessing Jawbreaker would win just because it's called Jawbreaker. And so if you're dumb enough to bite into it and break your jaw, then you should have read the label that the name is Jawbreaker and you broke your jaw. Victory. What if they oh no, the video's ready. Press play. Here we go. From the sixties and seventies. Hey, oh, he just punched him in the face. Wasn't that a refreshing commercial? 
No, yeah, you punched him in the face. When he, what, refreshing. Get out of here. He was the one just, holding. Just straight up violence. Yeah. Amazing. What if you did that to people? You asked them, hey, would you like a jawbreaker? They Ooh, say yes, jaw? and you break their jaw. No. That, that's uh, Like a sour punch, you make a face and you punch him. I don't know. I don't know. You how play Olivia out. Rodrigo's album Sour and you punch <laughs> that. You you do you want a warhead? He said yes, and then you conduct all out war on top of their head. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but uh it could happen. All of those are spooky, scary propositions, Sean. And it ties in nicely with the theme of this episode, which is top five things that scare you in sports. Now this doesn't have to be like a specific moment. Right. Like, it doesn't have to be like the earthquake during the World Series, which I'm sure was terrifying to be a part of. But it doesn't have to be that. It's what scares us personally. We're going to go back and forth with our top five. And you have the honor of starting with number five. Number five for me, scariest thing in sports, is Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, a team I root for, grew up, grew up with, watching. Uh, Mark Cuban. At the trade deadline or in free agency, it's one of the scariest things for Mavericks fans uh, in sports. Because, you know, he might, you know, free agency not decide to re-sign Steve Nash, who goes on to win two MVPs. He might uh, trade for Kyrie Irving and give away all of your defensive players so that uh, every game with Kyrie Irving, you lose because you don't have defense. And then you ended up tanking at the end of the season because you... You didn't think it was worth making the playoffs. Uh, you might, you know, trade for an Antoine Walker. Uh, you might trade. See, I, I hope y'all realize I'm reliving just past drama as a Mavericks fan. We had one good run. Uh, he made a good trade for Pesha Stojakovic uh, to win the 2011 uh, championship. But Mark Cuban, otherwise, you know, he might try to. Uh, recruit a DeAndre Jordan who's locked in his house and then we're a laughing stock that offseason because uh, he was going to sign with the Mavericks and decided not to. He might sign a Chandler Parsons who gets paid because he met Mark Cuban in the club and was drunk and agreed to a deal and not go to Houston and then not turn into anything. Yeah, you never know. You never know with Mark Cuban. Uh, he's not good with uh, running basketball operations. It's kind of like a Jerry Jones. Got got it some championships, thought he was the one running the show, and then it's just not great. He's not doing a good job. Great on Shark Tank, though. I love when he gives one reason and then says, for those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> okay. Probably edited for time, but yes. still. Love seeing it. Love Scary seeing to it. see Mark Cuban with basketball decisions to make. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, we're excited to see what happens at the trade deadline. Perhaps Luca for a bag of Reese's minis. No. I don't <laughs> want that at all. Please, no. Number four. I've got number four here, Sean. And it's not a specific team, but mm. it is a specific moment. I know it, I said we're not having specific moments, but I'm specifically talking about being at a game and going to the concession stand and trying to navigate with multiple things in your hands back to your seat. I find this terrifying (laughs) every time because going to any sporting event, just buying even even a soda, like a, a warm pretzel and a soda, is like $18. And then you have to navigate between all these people who... If you've ever been around a large group of people, the amount of times, the number of times someone will 
walk and just immediately turn around without thinking, oh, there's oh. people behind me oh. and bash into someone. And oh. if that someone happens to be carrying a plate full of nachos, they're going to go flying. The cheese, who knows where it's going to end up. Your drink will be on the ground. And then you have to go back. And that <laughs> attendant is not going to have mercy on you. They might be like, ah, it's too bad. Because I've had this happen to me <laughs> at a non-stadium setting, oh. at a place that I would think would understand, would be understanding. It was the, I'm going to call them out, it was the Museum of Ice Cream here oh. in Austin. I had gotten, which I shouldn't complain because I got a free <laughs> trip to visit it, but yeah. there was a section where they had a basketball hoop. Mm-hmm. You could shoot a basket. And then randomly in the middle of this section, they had a table where you could put your drinks. And so I shot a ball. It bounced off the rim, went right to the table, knocked someone's drink oh, no. over. Aww. And we went to the bar and explained the situation. And then they said, all right, that new cocktail you got is like $22. And I was like, what no. the hell? And this girl whose drink it was expected me to pay for it. And I was like, you kind of put it in a precarious spot. Like, <laughs> It's not really my fault. I did end up paying for it because I did knock her nice drink guy. over. But I was like, this is stupid. This, yes. dr- this place should, especially if you're charging $22 for a cocktail, you're doing just fine. Mm. They should have been like, oh, we understand. We'd And when I went back to that room, because it's like a very, you know, you go into a bunch of rooms. Museum of Ice Cream is basically a big Instagram oh. palace. Like, social you take pictures media. everywhere. Yeah, social media. They have a big pool of sprinkles. You can ride a slide into a pool of sprinkles. Can you eat the sprinkles? So, no, they're oh. giant. Uh, plastic ones so okay. they're not not bad. edible yeah i mean yeah. i guess you could eat them but no, you'd have no, no. the the stool no. you'd have later would not oh. be enjoyable but i went back and that table had been moved because they realized yeah this is stupid yeah <laughs> as is paying for it so that's one of my scary situations that's my concession number four a handful of concessions. having multiple concessions yeah one yeah. i'm usually okay with but when yeah. i when i when both hands are occupied and even worse, when both hands and like a, a crook of an elbow are occupied, that's when yeah. it's game over in so many ways. Oh. oh, man. Number three. Number three is my turn again. You know what's scary? Especially scary for your boy, Sean, who is a passionate uh, college football fan. You know what's scary for him? Texas football with expectations. <laughs> Specifically, expectations to be good. Because, as we've seen, this uh, Pat, this current football season, Texas uh, was playing well at the beginning of the season. They beat Alabama uh, on the road in Tuscaloosa. But some people were saying, heading into the OU game, where both teams were undefeated, Texas should be number one. And when I heard that, I was like, no, no, don't put it number one. They Did didn't. you also hear Texas is back? <laughs> oh my god that's yes oh yeah i did actually i did and i've heard it several times and you know what happens when texas has expectations what happens when texas is highly ranked what happens when people say texas are back they come up short they fail they let sean down and then he has to go a whole week of sobbing into his pillows so scary don't give Texas Texas expectations. None of us. The ghost of Vince Young comes back to play for us. Don't give us expectations. We don't need it. Just let us stay in our lane. And then one day, maybe in the SEC, which is not likely, <laughs> <laughs> we'll pop off and be good. But don't expect us to be. Number two. Number two. Also, 
not a specific moment, but it's a specific vibe that you get, which is with horrific leg injuries. That scares oh, me oh, all the time. Oh, Kevin gross. Ware. I'm just thinking about it now. In March Madness, where the bone went through the skin. Joe Theismann, where Ooh. he his leg was doing, you know, the bridge that you do in gymnastics where you like lean your body back and put your hands on the ground yeah. and like your stomach's up in the air. His leg did that. Oh no. <laughs> Not what we want. Paul George. Paul George. Doing a chase down block. His leg hits the stanchion. Ooh. Bends it away. Sean Livingston. Oh, his leg was at a right angle. We don't like oh. any of these things. We're not going to link to those most in the show notes. Most recently, Nick Chubb. Oh. Nor, oh, yes. Most recently, Nick Chubb, whose leg uh, did a less than sign, <laughs> which is not what you want. And for some reason, the leg injuries just get me way more yeah. than the arm injuries. I think it's because if you, like, I've had some much less severe leg injuries, like a rolled ankle or a broken yeah. foot or something, where it's like, not having access to your lower limbs no. really really takes the wind out of your sails a right. little bit. Like it kind of <laughs> the wind. Out yeah, of your you sails. can't. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you're you're not able to move around as much. Whereas like I like I broke a wrist and I was still able to do things. I have my other hand. Like it was the left wrist that was broken. Oh, so what like you very, use that other hand for? Uh, writing. Okay. And typing <laughs> and vigorously changing a tire. Oh, okay. And I guess also driving. Oh, but like the the even with the broken foot, which like I could still walk around it, but I was in a boot. Yeah. When you have a boot and then you need to drive, oh man, oh, you're you got to take the boot off. It's a whole production. So, it's like you're in a three act play just to go drive <laughs> to the store to get some medicine to not hurt as much on your foot. It's a whole thing. Will Smith. Those, ah! those are like yeah minor injuries that I've had, and I'm in a tizzy about it. I can't even imagine. I can't imagine seeing my leg bone ever. Even on an x-ray, I don't want to see it, especially not in real life. I guess an x-ray is real life, but you know what I mean? <laughs> in front of you, I don't, <laughs> don't want to see it in my own eyes, not on an x-ray. Oh, freaking Dak Prescott trying to put his leg batting back in place because he didn't. Oh, it's terrible. Yes. Oh, it's scary. Oh, that should have been number one, actually. Well, but, uh, we've hyped it up. Yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> number one! The most spooky, frightening, scariest event in sports is seeing the listed start time for a game. Why? Because it's not going to start in time unless it's a World Cup game in Europe that's soccer. Hey, John, want to come over? The college football national championship's on. Game starts at 7 o'clock. Yeah, I'll be there. Sean arrives at 6.45, uh, uses the bathroom, grabs a drink, has to, to set up chips and dips in front of him. 7 o'clock comes. He sits down in front of the couch ready to see kickoff. Coverage starts. There's a clock in the top right of the corner saying, count down to kickoff, 25 minutes. What? You told me the game started at 7. No, we got to do the uh, pregame shift. What happens in the pregame shift? We're going to talk. We're going to go to commercial. We're going to come back and talk, and then the teams are going to run into the field, both playing their songs, both throwing up gang signs that are according to their school. Then we're going to go to commercial. We're going to come back, and there's going to be the national anthem played by such and such superstar. They they filmed the entire national anthem. There's a field-length uh 
American flag on the field. Everybody cheers. They go to commercial. They come back. There's the coin toss. We watch the coin toss. A team chooses to defer. They go to the sideline. They talk some more. They interview the coaches. Coaches, what's the what? What do you have to do today to win the game? We have to score more points. All right, other coach, what do what are the keys for you to win the game? We have to give up less points than they do. All right, and then we start the game, and Sean's asleep because the game was was start was supposed to start thirty minutes ago. Why do they all do this? Sean, you mentioned how the World Cup games start on time in Europe. I think it's because the public transportation in Europe is so good. Like the trains <laughs> everywhere, they will leave right at a time. If your train says 9.08, yeah. you're leaving by 9.08, sometimes earlier. Yeah. And I love it. And the U.S. system. Last time I took a train in the United States was from Los Angeles to San Diego. My train got canceled. <laughs> Oh, no. And I had to wait an extra two and a half hours to oh. go on the next train. And then that train left late as well. It was a beautiful route, though. It was just down the California coastline, as I'm Los Angeles to San Diego is. So it was very nice to see, but much later than I wanted it to be. <laughs> I'm glad you had views. Thank you. I am, too. You know, you were late. Was it like, did you get to see the sunset while you were like... Kind of, but it was real bright on the eyes. Because oh, no. staring on. directly at the sun like I did at the eclipse. <laughs> West Coast. <laughs> no, you didn't stare straight at the eclipse. <laughs> no, I did not. Okay, good. I did not. Sean, you know what else is scary? It didn't make our top five, but it would probably yeah, be somewhere between six to ten is sports cliches. Oh, yeah. It is number six. And you know what you might hear pretty often? I said it's scary, but I actually like this one because it reminds me of something that happened in a youth basketball game. They can't buy a basket. Can't buy a bucket. You could say either one. Of course you can't buy a bucket. You're not, you're not shooting with money. You're shooting with the ball. You say something else like, oh, it's just not going in for it. Like, why is there a purchasing transaction involved with this cliche? Uh, that would be illegal. And there would be a big... Uh, FBI investigation <laughs> as a la T- Tim Donahue if someone was buying buckets. Get out of here. Well, Sean, it's funny you bring up money because <laughs> the memory this evokes for me is during a youth basketball game, we had a stretch where we were very poor at shooting, which in most youth basketball that's games, I'd say that's kind of... Financially or... We were bad at shooting. We were like oh. the Rockets in that game where they missed 27 three-pointers oh, in a row. But make, we were missing everything. They make four of those. They go on to the NBA <laughs> We were missing every kind of shot. And I remember my teammate, Sammy B. Sammy B. He went over to the ref, found a dollar somehow, and said, we can't buy a basket. And was trying to give the dollar to the ref to be like, can we buy a basket? He was being, I believe, in a joking manner, he was doing this. But maybe he was serious. Maybe he thought, hey, if I pay the ref a dollar... We will actually be able to make a basket. And after he did that, I am proud to say we continued missing shots. It did not oh. help. I so, thought you were about to say he got ejected for trying to bread. No, I think, <laughs> I think the ref found it very funny. Oh, okay. As did I. <laughs> well, I hope that we see none of these scary things. Although I do hope we, we know eat we're going to see one. Fun concessions. That's the one I'm most scared about. Oh, we man. can have other people break their legs. No, no, no. I don't want to oh, see any of that. <laughs> I don't want to see any of that. I'm showing up late to the games because if I show up late, I'll show up on time. That's right. It's like when you were on a team and they said 10 minutes or on time is late, right? Like 10 minutes early is on time. Oh, yeah. It's the opposite. 
Ten minutes late is on time for sports. Yeah. It's not enjoyable. I really do hate it. It really has pissed me off. And I text my friends. They're probably tired of hearing me complain about it. Oh, kickoff's at such and such time. Why hasn't the ball kicked off yet? And it's just like, ads ruin everything, man. Ads. I've been ranting about this all week. Ads ruin everything. You go on YouTube. You got to watch an ad. You want to play Wordle? There's an ad. You, it's just ads everywhere. Well, Sean, let's get you two Twix. So you can have two, <laughs> two for you, none for me. And you'll be hopefully a little more satiated because double Twix, not dumb. Sports are dumb. <laughs>